You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my website is educateforlife.org. My guest today on the show is Chuck Lamandry. If you've paid any attention to religious freedom issues like the Mount Soledad Cross, or the uh, firefighters in the parade a while back, uh, these sorts of issues. Um, he is instrumental. Uh, he was the key attorney in keeping the, the cross up on Mount Soledad. He's fought that issue forever. Since 1983, he's handled numerous high-profile civil law and pro, bonus, pro bono religious liberty cases, uh, including the cross, uh, Priests for Life, Jonah, and many other organizations in state and federal courts, as well as before the United States Supreme Court. Currently... He's defending David Daleiden. If you uh, know about this, this is the guy that was, the, he's the founder of the Center for Medical Progress. He was all over the news, especially before uh, the election took place. Uh, he's the one that was investigating uh, Planned Parenthood and uh, the Human Capital Project. Basically, what was happening was he was uh, videotaping undercover uh, people involved in Planned Parenthood who were admitting that they were actually selling babies' body parts. And uh, since then, he's been attacked uh, vehemently. And um, Chuck, you've been defending him, is that right? Yes, I have. Yeah, and so that's that's in the courts right now. Is that correct? It is both uh, two cases in federal court in San Francisco, and then there's also a state court uh, criminal case actually that the Attorney General brought that's proceeding in San Francisco as well. Incredible, and, yeah. and that that's what happens when you stand up for what's right, or you uncover Absolutely evil. Correct, at least if you go against Planned Parenthood, yeah, it's cronies and political friends. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll be praying for him and, and praying for you in that case. Thank you. Well, um, uh, Chuck uh, is a part of the. He started the Freedom of Conscious Defense Fund, fcdflegal.org, fcdflegal.org. If you would like to be involved with his organization or learn more about it, please check out his website. Uh, he's got all kinds of great stuff. But today, what we're talking about, I was turned on to this recently uh, by a friend. Uh, there's a movement now in San Diego, uh, in the San Diego City Schools, to get uh, Islamic awareness or um, to stop supposed Islamic bullying in the San Diego City Schools. Um, can you tell us what's happening and, and when this started? Sure. It probably started as early as 2012 when the San Diego Unified School District started entering into what they call a partnership with CARE, which is a Council for American Islamic Relations, in order to heighten the awareness of the faculty, students, and administration at the uh, San Diego City Schools of uh, uh, Islam and issues dealing with Muslims, with the idea being that uh, Muslims were somehow being disproportionately singled out for bullying. And the issue was largely, I think, brought to the forefront by CARE, which is uh, recognized as the largest Muslim advocacy group in the United States, and it touts itself as being a religious organization. 
as well. And they did their own study, which the school district relied on, which made it look like Muslims were being bullied more than other students. But when you actually broke down the figures that they had, uh, their idea of bullying consisted of people who basically disagree with mm. uh, Muslims on, on certain types of uh, issues. It didn't necessarily uh, mean any type of physical bullying. In fact, their numbers are very small. When the school district uh, did their own survey on whether or not students were bullied based upon religious issues, the most recent data they have was for the last half of last year, and they came up with out of 130,000 students, seven complained of discrimination due to bullying, but they didn't break it down by religion. So we didn't even know if any of those students are Muslim. Seven students out of 130,000? 30, that's correct. Um, and none of them may have been uh, Muslims as far as we know. From the data that the Anti-Defamation League, a Jewish organization, has done is Jewish students tend to be uh, far more likely to be bullied at least nationally, mm. uh, than Muslim students. Yeah. So why is the school district partnering with, uh, partnering with CARE in order to uh, provide what we believe is favoritism towards Muslim students? And it's not just in terms of an anti-bullying program, because quite frankly, we believe all students should have a, a, a safe and secure educational environment Absolutely, and yeah. be yeah, free of bullying, not just Muslim students, uh, you know, Christians, Jews, or uh, any religion or, or no religion. So if they enforce the anti-bullying policies already in place across the board, that should be sufficient. But we believe the whole bullying thing is, is a pretext because in conjunction with that, they want to change the curriculum to be more favorable and in, in, in putting uh, Islam uh, in, in general and in Muslims in particular in a more uh, favorable uh, light uh, to faculty and students. And again, they're relying on materials supplied by CARE. And when you look at some of these materials... A lot of parents would be uh, would find it objectionable. They talk about how the Muslim, uh, how, excuse me, the American Empire has kind of stoked the flames American of Muslim. Empire. Yeah, they oh. use that terminology, mm. uh, and how uh, American policies are partially responsible for a nine eleven. Um, you know, a highly charged, uh, in, inflammatory uh, matters of a, a political uh, nature, uh, not just a, a religious nature, uh, putting uh, America. Uh, in a, in a bad light uh, in that regard. So and Islam one, fundamentally is both a, re, a religious uh, you, you know belief system as well as a political uh, belief system. They go hand in hand. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, the uh, Quran is very clear about that, and Sharia law is inherent to Islam. Yeah, you essentially with, can't be Muslim without agreeing with sh Sharia law. Exactly. By, by its very nature. It's part and parcel. It's like yeah. saying I'm a Christian, but I don't believe in the Ten Commandments. We'll just throw those those out, and I'll still be a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just can't. You can't have it that. Yeah. You can't uh, jettison the core beliefs of your faith and, and still profess to be uh, at least a, any kind of fervent or devout adherent to that yeah. faith. And we as Christians, you know, accept the teachings of Christ and. The uh, Muslims accept the teachings of uh, Muhammad, and he was uh, very much in favor of establishing uh, a political empire, and, and that's what he sought out to do. So it is both a political ideology and a religion, and the curriculum uh, that they're proposing to give students does, doesn't really show that side of Islam. So it's it's not uh, what you call fair, balanced, and uh, objective. Plus, Now, you've been able to review sure. that curriculum? We have, and, and in the complaint that we recently filed, the amended complaint, we got uh, more of those uh, materials and we actually uh, quoted from them in the terms like American Empire and Fueling the Flames of Muslim Resentment. I mean, those are in materials that uh, CARE has brought into the public schools and distributed and had 
uh, spokespeople. Uh, so is, is this is this in elementary schools? Is this middle schools? Is this high schools? What is where is this uh, exactly being distributed? Uh, middle schools and high schools, to our knowledge, I'm not aware uh, of as much has been done uh, in the uh, grade school uh, level, but the program that they're trying to put in place, they're calling it a comprehensive and fully integrated program for all grades. So it's going to, we'll have to wait and see to what extent uh, the lower grades are going to be exposed to what we feel is, is propaganda, yeah, and at least a subtle form of indoctrination, which is going to include even having Muslim prayer rooms at some of the schools. Now, that, uh, this is amazing to me that this uh, because you constantly hear uh, people saying, hey, separation of church and state, exactly, and, and so forth and so on. They're saying, hey, uh, we, we've got to keep religion separate. And yet here um, we're seeing in the, the city schools, which are hardly conservative, you know, the, yeah. the, the board members are not conservative. No, they're very leftist. And so it's strange because typically they would cry, hey, separation of church and state. And yet here you're, you're saying that they're potentially going to have Islamic prayer rooms. Well, that's part of their program and to have Muslim holidays on the school calendar now. Because of the backlash, they're saying, okay, we'll put the Christian and Jewish ones back. But for a long time, because of the so-called separation in church and state, I mean, you couldn't even say Merry Christmas. Yeah. Now, because the Muslims want to have Ramadan celebrated, uh, they're being forced to recognize that there's such things as a Christmas and Easter that are on the school calendar. But, of course, you have to refer to them as winter break and spring break. Mm-hmm. You can't even talk about Christmas and Easter vacation anymore. Uh, so it's, so du- it's such a double standard. No, No question about it. And that's why there's been a pushback, and, and parents have gone to these board meetings and expressed their concerns uh, to the complete you know, disregard of the, uh, the school district has acted with complete disregard to the parents. And so we felt it necessary to file this complaint in federal court. And this uh, all started in when? When did this start? Well, the bringing CARE in and having their partnership and signing a written agreement with CARE went back as far as 2012. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, but in terms of the school board enacting... Uh, this new regime they're supposed to put in place for this next school year, uh, that was, I believe, in, in April. So they voted on that. April? Uh, of this year, okay. 2017. Okay. Okay, but they had uh, people from CARE coming into the schools as early as uh, February of this year, soon after the election. I think kind of as a reaction to, mm. okay, you guys, you conservatives voted for President Trump. We're going to show you what we can do with our power. Oh, wow. And if you're going to have uh, things like uh, immigration reform, we're going to make sure that the people that you think are potential um, raise concerns with regard to immigration, uh, that we're going to bend over backwards to uh, overly accommodate them in, in response. That's the impression that I get. It was kind of a knee-jerk political reaction mm. from the leftist members of the school board to kind of stick it in the eye of the people uh, who voted for President Trump, at least in terms of the timing. Yeah. Okay, and uh, so in response to that, we filed the complaint in, in May, and we just uh, amended it based upon additional information that was brought to light uh, in June. Can't, okay, well, go ahead. My, my guest today is Chuck Lamandry, and what we're talking about is Islam in the public schools, specifically San Diego City Schools. And this is a hot, a hot issue. It's very significant. And we're going to talk more about why you should care, why you should be concerned and why maybe you should contact uh, the San Diego City School Board or uh, visit Chuck and just stay uh, stay in tune about what's happening with this case uh, and, and what's happening uh, legally here. We're going to be right back. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. I will cast my cares on you. You're the Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. You can listen to a recording of this show or past shows if you like. If you didn't, if you didn't catch us on the first segment, um, you can look us up on YouTube. You can also see us uh, podcast. And uh, my guest today is Chuck Lamandry. He's a very well-known attorney here in San Diego County, very involved in a lot of religious freedom cases. And, and cases in which people need to be able to um, act according to their conscience. And uh, that's what the Constitution is about. We just celebrated Fourth of July, where we're celebrating the freedom uh, to live and to believe as we, as we desire, right? Not to be coerced to believe something. And so, um, Chuck, we're talking about Islam in the San Diego City Schools here. And, you know, some, somebody out there might be thinking, hey, what's the big deal? They're teaching, some, they're teaching about Islam. You know, they're letting people know about this religion. Uh, Christians also want people to know about Christianity. So why is this a problem uh, when it comes to Islam here? What, what is the, why should people care that this is actually happening? The fact that they may be including Islam in world religions would be perfectly appropriate. It's a major religion, a large percentage of the Earth's population uh, profess to be adherents, uh, adherents of Islam. But how they do it is very important. The school district being an arm of the government, since mm. we're talking about the public schools, we're not talking about private, you know, Christian schools. Sure. Uh, the courts have been very clear that since public school education is mandatory and because uh, kids are impressionable, that they can't use an opportunity to, to push one religion over another. Okay, And if they're presenting the materials in such a way as to have a disproportionate emphasis on Islam and they're bringing in speakers from care, 
whose task it is really to not just educate but proselytize. They're very clear. It's a basic tenet. They're painting Islam in a positive light. Exactly, exactly correct, and, and, and other belief systems in uh, not such a positive light. So, uh, and that's, you know, they're, they are perfectly justified in doing that the way they want to advocate for their religion in most places, but not in the public school system. And the government cannot partner with them to allow them to do that. If they want to go out and try to spread uh, their religion the way Christians or, or any other religion want to do that in the public square, uh, they can they can do that, or in the marketplace, or their their mosques or churches or synagogues. We're all free to do that. You can't do it in the public school system. Uh, and again, the the court cases have been uh, very clear on that, even to the point, and most people disagree. You can't even you know pray before a football game mm. for the safety of students. But now they're going to have uh, Muslim uh, prayer rooms, uh, not not accommodations for other faiths, but for Muslim this, uh, they've, students. They've, they've said this. The they, San Diego City Schools have said we're going to have Muslim prayer rooms. That's correct, and they're going to have Muslim safe places, and they're going to have their special menu items, what they call halal, I guess, type of... How do they think that... I, I'm just confused. How does the, the, the board... Um, because you're suing here... Um, you're suing the board... You are suing the superintendent, Cynthia Martin. Um, and how how are these people unaware of the fact that this uh, is such a double standard and it's violating uh, what the courts have already determined, which is that you can't uh, advocate or promote or proselytize within a public school? Do they just not realize this or what's going on? Are they? I think they, they realize it. I think they want to push the limits of their own uh, political belief system. Um, Kevin, in, in doing this religious liberty work now for, I don't know, uh, 15, 20 years that I've been involved with it, I mean, mm. it becomes increasingly clear to me that there's kind of two diamet- diametrically opposed worldviews. There's the, the Judeo-Christian worldview, and there's the secular uh, worldview, and the secularists, and I, I think from what I understand of the San Diego Unified School District School Board, they, they tend to be more of that um, mindset uh, they tend to align themselves with anything that's not of a Judeo-Christian perspective. It seems like that. Yeah. Now, they may say because they consider this a multiculturalism type of issue and they've embraced the concept of multiculturalism as always a good thing, so anything that's that's not Judeo-Christian, they're, they're going to embrace for that purpose. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you can do it in a one-sided preferential fashion that turns out being discriminatory towards other students, particularly when you consider the fact that I think there's less than one percent of the San Diego population is is Muslim, and something like 80 percent, seventy five, eighty. We live in a democratic Christian. republic here. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, you know, the majority has rights too. They they can't discriminate against the minority. But you, if you're going to be bending over backwards to accommodate students, why are you going to pick you know the one percent uh, of the population? And especially unless, if, as you say, there's no evidence that there's actually any bullying. Uh, taking place that's specifically targeting Muslims. Right. We haven't seen that. They've not presented, you know, any evidence. And now my understanding is that school board meetings where this was announced in advance, uh, CARE was able to get students to come forward with their prepared speeches, Muslim students, and give a little mm. presentation, okay, as to why they felt that this would be uh, a good thing. Uh, but, again, no actual statistical evidence that the school district has presented of any actual bullying of Muslim uh, students in San Diego, and you know it clearly is pretextual because CARE has said they want to roll this out all over the United States. So it's not a San Diego issue. 
Yeah. They're saying San Diego is their pilot program. And because they have uh, a school board that's receptive, they've targeted San Diego to introduce this. Not because we have a problem in San Diego, mm. but because they want this to be a model program to help spread Islam. And the person who is in charge of communications for care for the United States is on record as having previously said that, uh, look, we're, we are nonviolent. There's been leaders of care that have been identified with terrorist groups. Some have been indicted. Some have been convicted. And they were uh, founded by the Muslim Brotherhood, which has been associated with, with terrorist mm-hmm. groups. So mm-hmm. uh, care has a very checkered past, and now the school district is trying to distance themselves uh, from care. But uh, well, when you say they're trying to distance themselves from care, what, what do you mean? Is this a recent development? Yes. Even the uh, we understand that they're going to be uh, voting on July 25th coming up, whether based upon our lawsuit, they're going to sever their relationship with oh. care, uh, which would be a positive sign. So we'll wait and see uh, how that goes. But I started to say the head of communications for care is on record saying, although we are nonviolent, um, Make no mistake about it, it is our goal to eventually have the United States as an Islamic state. They're very clear. Yeah. And if they're going to be faithful Muslims, uh, that is their goal, a worldwide caliphate. Mm. Christians don't profess to that. Yeah, it's not as if we want to take over the world. Christians don't want to take over the world. No, we want to evangelize and share the the good news of salvation to those who are receptive. And if a person wants to choose to accept Christ, uh, Christ says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door... That's I'll eat right. with him and he with me. It's not, I'm going to knock the door down. Yeah, that's exactly right. Christ never advocated any type of uh, forceful conversion. You know, he said to the, the disciples, you know, shake the dust from your feet if they don't want to re- receive you, but just leave peace- yeah. peacefully. I uh, that's quote, not the teaching of Islam. Exactly. I wanted to quote just a couple Islamic scriptures. And I want to be very clear that both Chuck and myself, um, it's not that we are Islamic phobic. It's not that we don't love Muslims. There are a lot of Muslims out there that, that um, are good people, that are part of society, that are doing good things. Uh, the stats I've heard is that only 10 to 15% of the Muslims uh, in the world are radical Muslims. But if you've got one and a half billion Muslims, that's a lot of people that believe in what the Quran says when it says things like this. This is uh, Quran chapter 9, verse 29. And fight them until persecution is no more and religion be only for Allah. Uh, but if they desist, then let there be no hostility against the wrongdoers. Here's another one. This is Quran chapter 9, verse 13. Will you not fight a folk who broke their solemn pledges and purposed to drive out the messenger and did attack you first? Uh, here's another one. Quran chapter 2, uh, verse 191. And slay them wherever you find them and drive them out of the places whence they drove you out, for persecution is worse than slaughter. Now contrast this with the words of Jesus. Matthew five forty four. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew five thirty nine. This is Jesus again. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other cheek also. And then Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 through 12, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Yeah, so here's a distinction. Um, Jesus has been very clear that you don't convert uh, through any type of force or, or compulsion. Now, have there been people that supposedly, in the name of Christianity, have abused whatever position of authority they have? Yes, but it's clear they're abusing mm. authority. I had uh, one a news commentator ask me, say, aren't these people who are uh, you know, advocating violence in the name of uh, Islam, distorting Islam? And I said, honestly, I wish I could say that were true. Uh, but Muhammad himself was very clear that if you can't convert the infidel, you must kill the infidel. 
and the infidels or anybody who's not a Muslim, yeah. including Christians and Jews. Now, I guess there is an exception. I understand it if Christians and Jews are considered children of the book because we recognize Abraham as a father, that uh, they can uh, not kill them, but they'll subjugate them and make them pay a heavy tax, yes, almost yeah. an extortion. You can live yeah. among us, but it's only going to be to our benefit. Don't practice your religion openly and pay the tax. Everybody else has to be killed. Now, that is the basic tenet as well as living under Sharia law, which is part and parcel. So if a Muslim converts, a Muslim will be killed. In, in over a dozen Muslim countries, if, if you're gay, you can be killed, or at least yeah. uh, jailed. It's, it's a capital offense. So a lot of things that uh, Christians, and uh, even people who are non-Christians, who are liberals and secularists, would find abhorrent, uh, it's a common practice in Islamic countries. So people need to be aware that there's real distinctions, not because, as you say, we, we hate Muslims or dislike Muslims. There's lots of uh, peaceful Muslims, although surprisingly, even among peaceful Muslims, if you ask them if violence can ever be uh, justified uh, to spread um, Islam, um, the, a very high percentage will say yes, sadly. Yeah. My guest today is Chuck Lamandry, and we're talking about Islam in the public schools. He's an attorney here in San Diego fighting to keep Islam and uh, promoting Islam out of the public schools. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Did you know that Denver Broncos quarterback Tim Tebow was homeschooled, along with all four of his siblings, by his mom, Pam Tebow? You're invited to hear Pam share how to successfully educate your children with a biblical worldview at San Diego County's only homeschool conference. Hear local experts as they give you the tools you'll need to help you teach your children. Don't miss the Educate for Life Homeschool Conference Friday and Saturday, August 4th and 5th, presented by the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, featuring worship with Michael Sanchez of The Voice, well-known local Bible teacher and radio host Tom Cantor, Pat Roy, creator of the Jonathan Park Creation Adventure audio drama series, and Educate for Life's Kevin Conover. Learn more, become an exhibitor, or register online now at Register Education for life.com that's register educate for life.com hi this is jason hall president of team home loans a branch of synergy one lending i just want to take this opportunity to thank kevin conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students his knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith it's our honor and privilege to support kevin and his show it is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through kevin's radio show and through his educate for life teaching Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? I've never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding, no more stalling. I hear you call. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. You can pick up a recording of this show or past shows. We also podcast the show. And I'd love to have your feedback also if you want to comment uh, on the shows. Um, you can see it on YouTube. You can see me and Chuck here in the studio. 
uh, in uh, UTC area um, on the podcast on the uh, YouTube show also. So feel free to check that out. And uh, what we're talking about today is Islam in the public schools. I wanted to care is the one that in, is is instigating this. That's the Council on American Islamic Relation. And a lot of people don't know that they have ties to terrorism. And so, like Chuck was saying, that it looks like the San Diego City Schools are trying to distance themselves. But Daniel Pipes, who is an expert on these issues, says this. He's writing for the National Review. He asks, can a Washington-based organization with ties to the Obama White House the U.S. Congress, leading media outlets, and prestigious universities truly be an instigator of terrorism. And then he says, care can rightly be so characterized. It doesn't set off bombs, but as the UAE, that's the United Arab Emirates foreign minister explains, our threshold is quite low. We cannot accept incitement or funding. Care incites funds and does much more vis-a-vis terrorism. It apologizes for terrorist groups. It was challenged to denounce Hamas and Hezbollah as terrorist groups, but it would not denounce uh, them. It, it denounced the acts of violence, but it would not denounce the organizations themselves. It's also connected to Hamas. Hamas, which is designated a terrorist organization by the U.S. and many other governments, indirectly created the Council on American-Islamic Relations, and the two groups remain tight. In 1994, CARE, the, the head of CARE, publicly declared his support for Hamas uh, and contributed $5,000 to CARE, uh, or Hamas contributed $5,000 to CARE. CARE exploited the 9-11 attacks to raise money for um, the HLF, also a terrorist organization. Uh, it settled a, settled a lawsuit. CARE initiated a libel lawsuit in 2004 over five statements made by a group called Anti-CARE, but two years later they settled because the statements were true. Uh, they also have had multiple people that were arrested for terrorism or accused of terrorism. Seven board members or staff at CARE have been arrested, denied entry to the U.S., or were indicted on or pled guilty to terrorist charges. So on and on, you can go look at CARE in, in the news and in their past, and they're absolutely tied to terrorism. Federal prosecutors in 2007 named CARE as an unindicted co-conspirator um, in a criminal conspiracy to support Hamas financially. And in 2008, the FBI ended contacts with CARE because of concern about its continuing terrorist ties. What's amazing to me, Chuck, is that they're still based out of Washington, they're still having an influence in the schools, and they're still all over America, and yet this is easily accessible news. Sure, and the San Diego Unified School District gave them, made some type of proclamation certificate uh, with a big presentation, thanking them for all of their service and helping design and implement this uh, anti-Islamic uh, bullying program or Islamophobia uh, program. So they're part and parcel of what's going on in the San Diego Unified School District, yeah. even though they have, as I indicated, this very checkered past and clear ties to the Mu- Muslim uh, Brotherhood and Hamas, which are known to be uh, terrorist organizations. And again, they make no secret about the fact that their goal is to spread the influence of Islam in the United States, which, of course, again, they're entitled to do, but not in the public school system where it's a mandatory form of education. You've got impressionable students. And that quote I gave before from the uh, National Director of Communications uh, for CARE, he said, not only is our ultimate goal to make the United States an Islamic state, but education is going to be our means to do it. He said, not violence, education. Well, Mm. okay, this is... Uh, their means to go about accomplishing that objective. 
you cannot use a public school system for that purpose. Now, can a proper balance be struck in terms of recognizing uh, legitimate forms of religious expression in the public schools for people of all faiths? Yes, and they should uh, try to strike that balance. I think that's preferable than eradicating religion from the public school system uh, entirely because it is part of our, our culture and our history. But let's be realistic. What is part of the culture and history of the United States? And that is, in fact, uh, it's a Judeo-Christian nation, at least from its founding. Absolutely. And more than half the uh, founding fathers had the equivalent of seminary degrees because all of those early great American colleges like Harvard, Yale, Princeton were all seminary mm. colleges. And, and so, the first public school in America, from from my own research, was actually started to teach kids to read the Bible. And Congress funded uh, the uh, printing of Bibles. And yeah. they also, Congress funded having missionaries go out to the uh, Indians and Native Americans. So there was never this distinction of separation of church and state in the minds of the founding fathers that we have now. But if you're going to apply it, uh, however wrongly and, and uh, out of the uh, contemplation of the founding fathers, mm. you need to do it uniformly. Yeah. And what we see happening here is there's clearly a preference for Muslim students. And they're saying this is a holistic and fully integrated approach. So it's going to be not just the curriculum, but it's going to be uh, extracurricular uh, type of activities as, as well. And, Extracurricular and uh, what, like visiting a mosque or something like that, or what are you talking about? Uh, that certainly, uh, so the Muslim prayer rooms, the Muslim uh, safe spaces, uh, the Muslim and are they cuisine. going to be teaching about Islam like during a social studies class, or what is this something that's com- like an elective? Is it completely separate? Uh, that remains to be seen how they're going to uh, fold uh, that out. But uh, I will tell you, they've they've had. Uh, speakers come into social studies type classes from care okay and and talk about Islam and give out the materials with the informi- information in them that I mentioned, which is decidedly you know anti American by most people's way of looking at it by saying we're basically you know uh, largely to blame for what the terrorists are doing, yeah because we're inciting that violence because of our our political policies and our na- our leader's inability to uh consider. Uh, the needs of uh, of uh, Muslims suffering around the world. That's what they're saying. They're not uh, telling people that there's a, a something like a hundred thousand Christians a year being martyred for their faith. You know, over a million in the last ten years, more since the time of Christ. Oh, yeah. We've never had a greater amount of persecution. And most of it is in the Middle East and Africa and and uh, and Asia, and much of it is by Muslims who are not just uh, killing. Christians, but slaughtering them yeah. uh, in the most brutal ways imaginable, crucifying children. I mean, oh, it's not horrible what's happening up, Burning in people alive in cages and oh, yeah. things of that nature. Well, we're coming up on a break here. So uh, my guest today is Chuck LaMandry. Um, please stay, stay uh, aware of what he's doing here with the public schools and trying to keep Islam out of the schools, uh, at least taught the way it's being taught uh, and propagated. Um, his website is fcdflegal.com. That stands for Freedom of Conscience Defense Fund. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. (laughs) 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? I've never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at expressfixcoffee.com. There's got to be more than going back and forth. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and I hope you've been enjoying the show today. Um, it's, it's a great show, but it's bad news. Uh, so, so, uh, <laughs> bad and good news yeah, because exactly. we're fighting back and we're, having, right. we're making progress. That's right. So, um, you know, praise God for people like uh, you, Chuck, and, and what, you've, what you've been doing. It's amazing. But... Um, so Chuck is on the radio with me, Chuck Lamandry, and he is an attorney here in San Diego. He has litigated uh, many, many, many religious freedom cases and done it pro bono, which is incredible. Um, you know, personal question, Chuck, when did you first start deciding that these, you know, uh, being able to live by your conscience and these religious freedom issues, when did that start you becoming aware of these issues and when did you start getting involved and, and litigating sure. these? Well, you know, I'm a native San Diegan. I love this city, this this community. I went to law school back east, and after practicing in L.A. for a while for a big firm, and then in San Diego uh, for about 20 years, I wanted to get back to this community. And I heard the Mount Soledad Cross was going to be taken down, the city was going to throw in the towel, and I felt, no, we we have to fight on. There must be a way to do this. And so I kind of got involved, not realizing what I was getting into. Oh, my gosh, I know. Was it 20 years or something? Well, the, the case went on. For 27 years, but I uh, got involved when the city was going to re- have the cross removed, which was 2004. I was in my late 40s. The case finished successfully uh, late last year, and I'm in my early 60s. So it, it was a big chunk of my life. Now, there was no nonprofit Freedom of Conscious Defense Fund, so I was donating my time and paying other attorneys. So really, it was about a $2 million uh, commitment for me over 12 years in terms of total time and, uh, and money spent but uh it was it was a major sacrifice for me and my family but 
it was one that we felt was uh, well-deserved, and we're glad we did it because now that cross is, is there as part of that memorial to honor uh, veterans and the sacrifices that they made and for our entire community to enjoy for time immemorial. So that kind of got me started. But because I realized there was a need for someone, particularly locally, to be doing this kind of work, and I couldn't continue doing it on the basis of financing the whole thing myself, we started the Freedom of Conscience Defense Fund in 2012. And uh, and now we have several attorneys working with me, and I work with other Christian groups like the Alliance Defending Freedom, which mm. is based in, in Phoenix, and they support our work. Yeah, I just had one, uh, Jim Campbell and right. um, Blaine Adamson on. They yeah. they do wonderful work, yeah. and they've been uh, big supporters, and we've worked with other uh, religious uh, liberty groups. Life Legal Defense Fund is working with us on this David Delighton case in uh, San Francisco. We're working with Liberty Council. We work with the Thomas More Law Center on the Priest for Life case. So um, we're trying to pull our, all of our resources just like the other side does. None of us are as big or have the resources anywhere near like the ACLU yeah. or the Southern Poverty Law Center, which has literally tens of millions of dollars in, in reserves. But uh, we do what we can with what we have, and we've had some good success. Obviously, Mount Soledad Cross was a, a big deal for the local community, and the firefighters case uh, has an impact throughout the state because— And that's where they were trying to coerce firefighters to participate in the gay pride parade? Yeah, we had four one? Christian firefighters that were promised if they showed up for work that day, they would not have to participate. And even though they worked at the Hillcrest Station and had no problem serving the gay community in terms of— firefighting services or medical emergencies and going into the gay bars and bathhouses. they do whatever they needed to. The gay pride parade, as you know, is a political event. Mm. And they didn't want to participate in a certain type of political expression when they're basically on the job in uniform but told they couldn't perform any of their functions. They can't engage in any emergency services or firefighting. They just had to be there kind of as spokespeople for the fire department supporting a cause and messages they may not necessarily agree with. And this is why your, your organization is Freedom of Conscience Defense Fund. Exactly. Yeah. And we were successful in that. The, basically, the law in California now is you can't coerce public employees on the job in uniform to participate in political events. So that includes saying you have to go in uniform to the Republican convention or Democratic convention or yeah. any other political event. It's not appropriate for uh, public uh, employees paid with government funds on the job in a uniform to be sending a message they may not agree with. Be there as police or firemen to provide emergency services or security? Absolutely. But yeah. that's not what these guys, they're told they couldn't do that. They had to be yeah. in the truck. And, and we're in, in America. We're, we're in America where we're supposed to be able to live according to our conscience. Absolutely. So that's why we formed this this organization. And um, this new case involving the San Diego Unified School District uh, is an expression of that. Uh, nobody should be forced to, uh, you know, accept a particular creed or have a particular belief system in the public school system when you have uh, kids. Because uh, these kids are taking this in and they're thinking to themselves, hey, this is what's true, right? Right, and a lot of their parents don't necessarily, you know, most of the parents don't share that mm-hmm. uh, belief system and they don't want their kids being indoctrinated uh, into a belief system that may be directly contrary to the values that they hold and and they espouse. Yeah. Know, part of Islam, as as you know, is women, quite frankly, are second-class citizens. Yeah, you in know, Saudi Arabia, women the, are not allowed to drive. No, and, and they're in, in, in court. Their testimony is counted uh, half the weight of a man. Uh, these concepts in the United States are, are considered to be highly discriminatory uh, against women. You know, mm. we're all considered equal, and that's the view of Christianity. Christianity elevated women 
uh, more than any other uh, political or religious belief Absolutely. System. I mean, Paul actually says there is no male or female. We don't, we don't discriminate based on sex or race or anything else. Absolutely. And, you know, in Christianity, Mary is recognized as the mother of God and held yeah. in a place of high, the first, high The esteem. first people to see the risen Christ were uh, two women. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly correct. So all of that uh, makes Christianity somewhat unique and, and perfectly well fit and, and disposed towards a democratic system of government, which is why our founding fathers embraced it. And from Washington, who was very religious, to Jefferson, who was maybe not quite so religious, or Franklin, not quite so religious, they all recognized the fact that religion and morality were essential. And John Adams, who was very religious, said that specifically. Without Christianity, our government's not going to stand. And Washington said, without religion and morality, our government's not going to stand. And these guys specifically were referring to Christian religion. They weren't referring to Islam absolutely, or Hinduism or Buddhism or anything like that. No. And again, uh, Jefferson is, in some respects, the, the least uh, religious made it up a, a point to go to Sunday services, and they had them at the time at the U.S. Capitol because it was the largest building. So he would walk from the White House to the Capitol and attend church services in standing room only. Now, we have a concept of, of uh, separation of church and state, but that was inimical to the thinking of the founders who believed that our faith was absolutely an indispensable part of the new form of government because it was dependent upon self-rule by a people, and if they were not virtuous, they were not going to rule. That's right. It's anarchy, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so my guest is Chuck Lamandry, and Chuck, when we come back for our last segment, I want to ask you if it's true that our country is founded on religion and religion is indispensable to this um, what would you say to somebody who said, well, let's have Islam and Christianity both be taught in the public schools? So when we get back, um, we'll have Chuck answer that question. And uh, uh, so stay with us. We're going to be right back. Did you know that Denver Broncos quarterback Tim Tebow was homeschooled along with all four of his siblings by his mom, Pam Tebow? You're invited to hear Pam share how to successfully educate your children with a biblical worldview at San Diego County's only homeschool conference. Hear local experts as they give you the tools you'll need to help you teach your children. Don't miss the Educate for Life Homeschool Conference Friday and Saturday, August 4th and 5th, presented by the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, featuring worship with Michael Sanchez of The Voice, well-known local Bible teacher and radio host Tom Cantor, Pat Roy, creator of the Jonathan Park Creation Adventure audio drama series, and Educate for Life's Kevin Conover. Learn more, become an exhibitor, or register online now at Register Educate for life.com that's register educate for life.com for 36 years fast lane kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about san diego fast lane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy hobie cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system not paddles keeping your hands free as you fish you no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great san diego fishing call or come in for your no charge demo ride 619-222-0766 fastlanesailing.com at dana landing arena across from SeaWorld, 619-222-0766. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. I will cast my cares on you. You're okay, thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. Really appreciate you being here for today's show. I hope you're having a great Saturday. My guest today is Chuck Lamandry, and he is with the uh, Freedom of Conscience Defense Fund, and uh, he is currently litigating uh, on behalf of parents who are concerned about Islam being in the San Diego City Public Schools. And that's what we've been talking about this whole time. Now, Chuck, I wanted to ask you, so we've been talking about how our country uh, was founded on Christianity, religious principles, and the founding fathers considered those indispensable in order to have a good uh, country, right? So what do you say to the person who says, well, if that's the case, why not teach Islam and Christianity in the public schools, and then they can can teach what they want, and and the Christians can teach what they want, and you're good to go. Well, if you're going to be bringing in uh, imams or people from organizations like here to talk about Islam, then you should be bringing in uh, ministers, pastors, priests, or rabbis, whatever. Yeah. So that could get a little unwieldy depending upon how many faith-based groups you want to get represented. But if they're going to be uh, in any way fairly reflective of the uh, population, you're, you're talking about uh, Christians uh, by far and away are the largest group represented in the population. Mm-hmm. and. And in the school. So I, I think the way you, you present these materials should reflect that. And I think as long as it's done in a fair and balanced way that takes into consideration the well-known and, and irrefutable facts that it's Christianity that helped establish our Western civilization. It's Christianity that started the hospital system in, in Europe and the university system in Europe, Oxford, Cambridge, Sorbonne. They were all uh, started by uh, people of, of, of the Christian faith, certainly not the uh, is Islamic faith, and it was those principles that were embraced by our founding fathers. So when they're writing the Declaration of Independence, which we celebrated yesterday on the 4th of July, when they talked about uh, God of nature and, and nature's God, that was coming from a decidedly Christian perspective. And while they're doing all that, the Boston Tea Party and all that's going on, here on, on in the other side of the country, in California, particularly San Diego, where the mission system started with Mission San Diego de Alcala. Again, that's a Christian emphasis. And yeah. those missions became the hubs by which all the major cities in California uh, were built by people who, again, were devoutly Christian. So that's our heritage, and that, that needs to be uh, taught, and people need to understand that that's the basis for our American system of government. Now, the Islamic system of, of, of government based on Sharia law is diametrically opposed to our constitutional form of government. So if you're going to teach that, students need to know that. And if they're going to be asking students to em- embrace certain ideas that are contrary to our constitutional form of government, they need to lay it out pretty clearly so that students can make an informed choice under which system they want to live under. One that's going to recognize all people as, as free and equal as we do uh, under our United States Constitution or a system of government under Sharia law where not everybody is free and equal. If you're not a Muslim or if you're not a man, uh, you're not going to be accorded the same rights as everybody else. So they need to present that in a fair and balanced way. Mm. And if they're not doing it, they're not doing their job as educators. 
So uh, that's our take on that. Okay, so that's very interesting. So you would actually be okay with them um, putting Christianity into, or at least teaching something about these belief systems and so forth, the Christian belief systems, um, as uh, or teaching Islam even if they had a counterpoint to that to that teaching is what you're saying. That's right, and it doesn't have to be done in a hostile way, but people need to know that Muhammad was a military leader, yeah, and that Islam was spread through military conquest. Yeah, I, I mean, one of the big battles in, in early Islamic history, uh, he actually beheads 700 uh, Jewish men who had, who had surrendered, and yeah. a lot of people just are not aware of that history. No, that, that is correct, and that's why there's beheadings today, in Islamic countries, because but, that's foundational to the Quran. That's how you treat uh, infidels. You lop off their heads. That's what you're taught. So, so Chuck, um, is that even feasible? I mean, is that something we should just go, ah, you know what, it's easier just to take the, just to not have Islam being taught in the schools at all? Um, I mean, where do you stand on that realistically? Realistically, people need to understand uh, in an educational you know, system that's, again, uh, not biased or slanted toward one faith, about how religion is is being used by various groups. We have a constant uh, stream of terrorist acts uh, in, in Europe and, and to a lesser extent in the United States. And if it's motivated by religious adherence, I think students need to be aware of that because mm-hmm. the mainstream media is not telling people that. No, you're right. And yeah. every time that there is a terrorist attack, they, they downplay whether it's uh, religiously motivated or not. Yeah. So if you're going to have a fair and balanced educational system, uh, people need to understand so they can make proper choices, not yeah. because we want to act in a mean-spirited or bigoted uh, fashion towards our Muslim brothers and sisters who are peacefully living and working here in the United States in our communities. And, and to the extent that they want to peacefully coexist, we need to support that. But we also need to recognize that there are a lot of adherents to the Muslim faith who take the Koran more uh, literally uh, which does justify, in fact, require them mm. to uh, act in certain so ways. So essentially what you're saying here is that not all worldviews and not all religious views are, quote, equal, and ultimately we have to look... I mean, we're, they're equal under the law in the sense that you can believe them, but different ideas have different consequences. Absolutely, and quite frankly, you know, some ideas in different times of our history, people felt, you know, communism was more of a threat maybe uh, in the 50s uh, than it is now. You can't put your head in the sand and ignore those realities. Yeah, or pretend that somehow, hey, we've got to be, we've got to accept all ideas. Uh, yeah, accept all ideas of of, uh, of equal value uh, when they're not, uh, particularly if they're inconsistent with our, our own constitutional form of government. And quite frankly, Sharia law is and communism is, and students need to be aware of that, mm. and they need to know why. And if they want to choose to try to advocate to make the United States, a, a, a communist nation or an Islamic nation, uh, so be it. They're entitled to do that once they graduate. But um, the school system is not the place to be indoctrinating students into uh, beliefs and values that are inconsistent with our American form of government and the wishes of their parents. Yeah, Chuck, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you Kevin. for everything you're doing. If you want to stay up to date on what uh, Chuck Lamandry is doing fcdflegal.org Freedom of Conscience Defense Fund I, I highly recommend you to get involved and be concerned about this kind of stuff it's happening all the time just a, a week ago uh, we had um, Ashley Beaver and um, her attorney on 
on the uh, air talking about what's happening with sex education in the public schools, San Diego City Schools. So we got all kinds of stuff happening there. So uh, please be involved. The more involved you are, uh, the bigger difference we can make in uh, making sure that these kids are safe and ultimately that um, uh, God is honored in the way we live and um, and uh, Jesus Christ is glorified. And uh, we, we want people to be blessed. So thank you for being on the show today. I hope you have a wonderful Saturday, and uh, we'll see you next Saturday, or we may or may not see you, depending on if you watch YouTube or not. But we'll either talk to you or uh, see you. God bless you. Have a great day. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit EducateForLife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email KevCon at EducateForLife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at EducateForLife.com. You will always be much more to me And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's all